everyone and welcome. Um, it is our weekly clubhouse chat and I love this topic. This was Diane's pick. Um, choose your words wisely. And I know that that's a very broad topic, but I like specifically what Diane was talking about. Um, words have power and words set our intentions. And I know with Diane's example, which I'll let her share, I have so many times where I think I have made life more difficult for myself because of my words that I've chosen. Um, and that's what we're kind of going to talk about. I'm sure it'll go wherever it's going to go. Um, but when we say things like, oh, it's going to be hard or, you know, you get up in the morning and this is going to be a crappy day. Those are setting that intention and it's um, putting your focus on that. And so I've noticed, I've caught myself, like I said, so many times with that. And I'll let Diane share her story, but just really the power of words um, and how they can direct our um, attention, I guess is the best way to say it. So welcome everyone, excited to see where this goes. And I know saying words have power, they can, uh, that definitely can open Pandora's box, but We'll see if we can. Well, we'll see where we go. We won't try and restrict it. <laughs> the odd caught my words there. <laughs> it always goes where it needs to go. Sometimes we, sometimes it's where we think we want to be, and sometimes it's not. So, whatever. So, I suggested this uh, subject to Tara the other day because I caught myself in a huge way. <clears throat> so, um, I went and bought a new computer and we're getting into the walking to the car and then I tell my husband now I get to go home and struggle in the frustration of setting it up and I stopped in my tracks I was walking to the car I go oh I don't want to I don't want that to be the thing that's in my mind and that I put out to universe I get to go home and really dive into this and really have a lot of fun in doing the new thing and with you guys knowing part of my history with electronics i was setting myself up for failure from the beginning mm -hmm. and it really really struck me and i know it's happened to all of us before but this time for me it was really really prominent it it really did slap me across the face <laughs> so that's that's why I, I thought we could talk about the, the topic because um, some of us we get that opportunity to see how we have have like set ourselves up for failure and we get to say okay no I didn't really mean that this is the this is what I expect to have happen and sometimes it's very subversive and we don't even realize it and oh it I, so is Right. Yeah, I agree. And sometimes I think it's like, it's almost like that cultural, you know, how are you today? Good kind of thing. It's, it's things that we're just, we just say without even consciously thinking of, but it definitely sets us, I mean, that wasn't a good example, but um, it sets us up for that. Uh, you know, like I can't even think of one right now. Oh, like Monday mornings. Um, that's one. <laughs> Because I I don't mind Monday mornings, but I find because culturally you're supposed to go, oh, it's Monday morning, you know, and it's like, right. And so when you do that energetically, you're saying, oh, and you're putting that heavy energy on it and you're setting that intention. 
and so it's just really interesting um, how much we can, like you said, set ourselves up for failure or set ourselves up for suffering um, mm-hmm. in that place. I know Christina's got something burning to say. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've, I've caught myself on that so many times. It's unbelievable. But, you know, words have power, like you said. And, and it's not just the words, it's the meanings behind the words. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's really more what it is, is the meaning behind the words. And the words that we all agree mean the same thing are the words that have the most power. Does that make sense? Yep. Absolutely. Mm. One I just thought of that I keep, I've been working with for a while. Um, when something wonderful or a miracle happens, or, you know, I have a really cool healing experience or something like that. I go, I can't believe that happened. And yeah. I, I've caught myself and go, no, that's a beautiful miracle. Or isn't that an amazing miracle? Because it's just reprogramming that I can't believe that happened. And, and I notice the difference when I do because, yeah, it's just reinforcing that, um, you know, doubt in miracles and doubt. It's reinforcing all that cultural stuff. And so right. I really caught myself with the, because I, I, I can't believe how often I get to say that. <laughs> <coughs> but yeah. it really is. And it's so powerful to be able to shift those words. Did you notice that, Diane, when you shifted the words? Oh, yeah. Very powerful. I I felt like a surge through Mm -hmm. my body about, first of all, I think part of the surge was getting into, bringing my body back into alignment to to say, um, uh, let's see, how to... Uh, to say, no, this is a good thing, you know, this, you're, you're fortunate, and this is a good thing, and this is going to be fun, and this, and so I get back into alignment, so I can feel that physically in my body kind of shifting, and I think the other thing is that um, the acknowledgement uh, of what just happened, Mm. you know, about the change um, in the past, I have said those things over and over, the, the negative parts of that I have said over and over and over again. And um, Sherry especially has, says, has said to me, no, shift your, shift your speaking, shift your words. And I, I know that and I understand it, but I was still kind of caught in that groove about um, expecting hardship and sometimes I would say it out loud and sometimes I wouldn't, but I was still in, 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 in that space of expecting it to be difficult. <laughs> but this was a big shift. This was a big change. And now I don't expect it to be difficult. And, and just as a side note, we came home and I started and I didn't even open up the computer right away because I'm just going to, I'm just going to be with it. Right. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to Zen with it and, and be with it and started to work with it. And, and, and there were challenges from the beginning, but the difference is I didn't go off the rails about it. And, and I, I think that's so important. Yeah. Go ahead, Sherry. <coughs> Um, I was patiently waiting. I, I would just wanted to add in, like, not only is it important to be aware of our automatic responses, like what 
what you were talking about, Diane, and, and catching ourselves, but like how we choose our words while we're healing or how we choose labels or nicknames for people or for things, you know, people mm. jokingly, um, jokingly choose words for self-preservation or coping skills, but they don't realize the weight that they're putting that energy that they're attaching to themselves by using those words, even if it's out of healing or self-coping or anything like that. So I think like it's important to, you know, be aware of all your words mm -hmm. and labels that we give ourselves or that we accept from others. Oh yeah, the labels, huge. I think too, um, Diane, you brought up a good point. Um, and I just read something or saw something on Lee Harris's stuff um, that it's not even just the words we speak. It's the words um, and the way he said it, he said, we, our voices have a frequency and that frequency is whether you're speaking out loud or speaking in your head. And, and so those words have power, even if you're not saying them out loud, the things oh, you say absolutely. to yourself have power. Right, because I know for my, for me, I, in the, I have in the past watched the words that come out of my mouth more so than I've, let's see, watched the words that happen inside my head. I, I let the ones, <clears throat> I have a tendency and it's changing now. So it used to be this way. I had a tendency to be more conscious uh, and changing the words that came out of my mouth, but when they were in my head, it's it, it was like, oh, it really doesn't matter because it's in my head. What I said was this, this, and it's more uplifting and more positive, but that other side is still running in my head, and oh, well, it's just running in my head kind of a thing. And I can, I think that was part of the physical shift that happened at that moment was that oh now it's kind of connected where in my head i'm correcting myself also and maybe correcting myself is not the best word to use but i think you guys know what i mean i'm shifting the the the, the, the frequency and the yeah the frequency of that isn't that curious so I, um, I was the exact opposite. I was more so because I knew how horribly nasty I was to myself. And so my awareness started the opposite. My mm. awareness was like, holy crap, look what I'm saying to myself. Um, and then it's now it's moved to the external. Interesting. And that just goes to show about how we're all different and, and, and we can't walk this path let's see I don't want to say that again words <laughs> we can't um, I know what you're saying you know yeah I know uh you always do but past enlightenment I can there, I can I say it because I, I think no, I have the words there's no outline yes please help me with um, the words like we talked about last week with Matt Kahn we're all going to learn the lessons all of the lessons we're just doing it in different order, our own divine order. And um, yeah, so that's kind of, I think what you're trying to say. 
Right, right. You don't and miss then, a lesson, you just get it when you need it. Exactly. You don't miss a lesson, you get it when you need it. And there is no step-by-step process. Yes. You, we, we can't expect, well, this happened, so then next, this is going to happen, or I'm going to feel, or I'm going to do, or I'm going to realize, or whatever the, whatever's happening. And then after that, this. And then after that, I expect It is not this. linear. No, no, it's very much non-linear. <clears throat> Excuse me. So Nothing, Tammy. I'm trying. Um, <laughs> you asked me to push me in the room. I'm trying. Um, okay, so I have a, a contradictory feeling about this whole thing, and I'm trying to kind of put the words together. So if I create affirmations or I'm wanting to manifest and I say and repeat certain things to create. Now I've done this. I've, I've created affirmations. I've said them. I've created a whole new life for myself doing affirmations. But like if I don't say them seriously or take them seriously and I'm saying my affirmations, but I'm really not putting my heart into it, it doesn't typically happen. Right? Yes. Okay. I, I so then, that. So then why in a situation where I'm, you know, you get frustrated or something silly happens and you say things more in a humorous way or a sarcastic way. Why then does that count? I'm shaking my hands right now because I still have an answer for this. Oh, good. Because <laughs> this has been a struggle for me because I'm like, you know, because we say things, you know, we're human and we do things and, oh, my God, I'm so dumb or I just, and, yeah. and, or that's not going to work out. or But if it, you're not really like sitting down and manifesting or setting serious intentions it's like it doesn't count but then at the same time we're being told oh don't say that because it could be that could be manifesting something you don't want but if okay. it's sarcastic or funny okay i'm ready so my hands are like seriously going like crazy <gasps> okay good <laughs> um because i've actually come up against that too and and i want to i i echo what matt Kahn says he said just because you know you're having a bad day and you say you know I'm stupid today or something like that. Um, the thing that's different, I think, is because what Diane recognized was programming. Yeah. And that's mm. why it attached to her. When we're working with affirmations, we're trying to change something. So we're doing it very consciously. But those things where we go, duh, I'm such an idiot, is that's our programming that's within us. And so it is emotionally attached to us because we have some part of us that thinks we're dumb. Um, okay. And so it is emotionally charged within us because that's why we say it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna come behind that and say yes, that's exactly it. It's the programming. It's the you know I, I know that I you know I'm worthy and I deserve all the best and all this kind of stuff but the programming was still hanging on about about the downside of of you know about the frustrating side and the i ex that programming had me really really deep down expecting a problem right well and, and I feel like even though i was over and over and over again saying no i'm good you know it's it's good you know and we're good and all that so that's what i wanted to add yeah it's like so, they have and, deep roots it's yeah. like they the roots are i mean yeah it's like they have deep roots within us and so those things that you said like and i can use one for me because i've really been working on this one is um 
I like to work out and my body has not allowed me to lately. Um, but I realized and I'm realizing more and more how much it was a punishment thing. And, and so that energy that I was putting into it was, this is a punishment. Um, and so I'm really watching my thoughts and watching my words on that because I know, and that definitely has deep, deep ties in me and deep, um, attachments to core wounds in me. And so it wasn't just a simple, you know, statement. It was, it had emotional charge behind it. Okay. All right. I think that's mainly the thing is the emotional charge that's behind it. Okay. And so when you're working with affirmations, you're trying to change that original deep roots. Like you're trying to change those roots, but those things that slip out of your mouth have deep roots in something but there could also be situations where you're just kind of you know kind of making a joke about it the universe isn't gonna like <laughs> i don't know it, it may i don't know um the other thing i was gonna say hold on let me gather my thoughts um was oh last week uh something had come up about you know lowered expectations like we kind of go in things going you know hoping for the best and expecting the worst so I think like with Diane, like that was something too. You're like, oh, <laughs> this never works out for me. This is going to be difficult. So we're mm -hmm. kind of expecting the worst, hoping for the best. But yeah, then we're creating a situation where it's going to be difficult because we expect it. Exactly. And that's the programming. Yeah. yeah. That's where the programming, you know, it shows itself. Yeah. And, and, and I think I understand what you mean, Tammy, is like when you not you when a person says something like oh gosh that was so dumb the universe isn't going to come in and zap us and yeah you know say okay you said the word dumb so, so now, now yeah yeah <laughs> you gotta suffer <clears throat> i i think that's what you were meaning um yeah kind of yeah yeah but i i think that <clears throat> <laughs> I it just came to my head and I'm going to out Jennifer right now her young boys were I think five and seven or maybe younger and they were in the car and they were in the back seat I've told this story before and the two boys are talking about bad words and they're talking about you know you can't say this and you can't say that that's a that's a bad word oh that's not a bad word and one of them said um you can't call somebody stupid, but you can say fuck. <laughs> and that, I love that out of the mouths of babes because calling someone stupid, even jokingly, it's not a joke. And you can't put that on somebody. Yeah. But you can say the word fuck as much as you want to. It's like and an they, adjective, yeah. Like yeah, an adjective. and they do. They use it well. <laughs> But I love that story because the, the, the kids understood that calling somebody stupid um, is, you know, oh, that's so stupid, ha, 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 ha. But that, those words cut and they get in those little nooks and crannies of ourself and they, mm -hmm. they start to grow and they start to be, you know, getting fester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. If there's no emotional attachment to it, um, 
then it's not going to manifest. And because I, I, I absolutely agree with you, Tammy, just because, you know, if I say, you know, I have a moment of, oh, shit, I'm broke today. I'm not the mat. The, the universe is not going to go, OK, bank account drain. Bye bye. Um, but because I'm working with that issue, it's reinforcing what I'm working against. If only we could I'm manifest that easily. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it could. <laughs> But that's, that's the program. Sometimes it does work that way. Uh, and that's the thing though. And that's because I have, because I'm working with that, um, it is catching those words because that's coming from old programming and it always can work that way. And, you know, abundance is my birthright and there's a whole bunch that I say to myself, but it's, it's because those are the words that I've used for the last 45 years to train myself about how to think about abundance. So it's just, it's recreating those patterns that have created this in the first place mm -hmm. or wanted, reinforcing those patterns. I wanted to add to just about your point that has to be emotion behind, it. you know, when we're being silly and sarcastic and like, oh, that was a dumbass thing to do. You know, a lot of times we're laughing on the inside and there's not, there's not a lot of motion, emotion that, but if we're angry, those emotions are supercharged and then oh, I'm a fucking idiot, you know, like that's when we create our emotions are charged, whether they're good or bad. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm nodding my head big time here. Yes. Creation is emotion. Doesn't matter the emotion. If it's a charged emotion, that's creation. And so you got to get in alignment, with the positive emotions. That makes a lot of sense, yeah. But mm -hmm. yeah, add your like, oh, what an idiot! You left your keys there. And as you're laughing, there's not a lot of mo emotion behind that, you know. Mm -hmm. But when you're angry at yourself or you're frustrated, we start creating those. And I think we start. I think that's excellently said. So thank you, Jennifer. And I think we create that because we have that pattern, because that's how we created it in the first place, is by those you know someone told us that we were stupid a long time ago and we attached to that our ego attached to that and we have this belief that we're stupid and so when we say it in that emotionally charged way we're just reinforcing that core wound mm -hmm. so the root of that core wound yeah i've been trying to figure that out too though because i've had i've heard that a lot because i'm 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 a lot better than i used to be but i was always just oh my god i'm so stupid like you know that kind of thing that was my first reaction anytime i did anything was a negative like bashing myself and oh that comes from your childhood oh hell no my parents were teachers they were perfect parents they never caught you couldn't i couldn't even say the word stupid or sucks because and that wasn't how i was raised it i wasn't raised to you know to made to feel stupid um uh, so I don't know where that came from. Like even my ex who was verbally abusive never necessarily said you're stupid or you're a bitch or you're this. He just would manipulate and twist words. So it wasn't that I was ever called names. So where does that come from? You know, I was just, um, so what came up for me when you said that is then it's something that's disowned in us because it, it means that you've owned the I'm smart. And so the disowned part of you is that you can be stupid. So it still has that emotional charge because it's, I can't be stupid. I need to be smart. What came up for me was that 
um, you're smart and you were told you're smart and you were raised to believe you're smart. And, yeah. and so if something is, is not, let's see, if something in your life is, is different, okay, your abuser, your, your abuser was affecting you, you know, your abuser was abusing you. So that must mean that you're not smart enough. Yeah. I was to, thinking the same thing when you right. said that. Yeah. And that leads to, if I'm not smart enough, I must be stupid. And you mm -hmm. know, I've also said with my parents, the way they raised me, I was like, it was unrealistic because everything I did was great. And, and it raised me with these high expectations in everything I do. Like when I go to someone's house and I take a dish or a dessert, I kind of still expect everyone to rave over what I've done. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it, it, so it's, yeah, these higher expectations. And then when I don't get the raves of how wonderful what I did is, you know, I get really disappointed and then I feel dumb or I feel, so I can see that, that definitely, like, it's almost like a wounded masculine and wounded. Or, you Absolutely. Know, like, Absolutely. Yeah, it's like that, that. Okay. So that definitely makes sense. Okay. Absolutely. It's that disowned part of yourself because you probably are an amazing cook which means you've attached ego to that, that you're an amazing cook. Yeah. And so to be not an amazing cook is a disowned part of yourself. Um, and so the thing is, is both are just equally good, bad, indifferent. It's neutral. Um, and we have to be okay with that. So the shadow side of yourself, and this is kind of a very simplistic, but the shadow side of yourself is that you can be a shitty cook. And that's okay. And I still love myself, even though I'm a shitty cook. Okay. Um, and, and so there's still an emotional charge because you're running from being that emotional, you know, like you're running from that yeah. and not able to own that part of yourself. Okay. Thank you for explaining that. Cause I was having a hard time wrapping my head around that, like disowning or that, how was it said? Disowning your disowned parts of yourself. Disowned parts of yourself. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. Which everything, every one of our conditions that we have for ourselves um, means that there's a disowned part that makes it, that is bad, right? It's the opposite. It's that duality. So if we are smart, then we cannot be stupid. And so that's the disowned part of ourselves, which is the part that we need to learn to love to go oh, like we just it ourselves kind of a yeah thing. because oh, okay. to be whole you have to be okay with loving yourself being stupid and loving yourself being smart yeah true yeah okay i knew that yeah <laughs> <laughs> and and another thing that we've talked about before many times is the expectation you you know go to the party with this dish that you know is excellent and you expect the positive comments on it you expect yeah. people to say oh i love your dish or this is really good it's the or best you one here <laughs> yeah yeah and you expect that to be gone by the time you go because everybody loved it so much and putting those expectations on those things is again where we get tripped up because our ego is saying look how good this is look how good i am and then when those expectations aren't met it doesn't mean that you're not a good person. It means that that particular dish wasn't the rave. It wasn't that right? great. Yeah. <laughs> and, and not even not that great, but 
you know how people eat in cycles and everything? Sometimes people want all the fruits and vegetables and the lovely casserole sitting on a table that's excellent tasting doesn't get touched and vice versa. Yeah, yeah. And that's just a matter of how it is, how, how you know, how, the cycles and everything. If you, it, you know, during heavy energy shifts and everything i've noticed when the family gets together the heavier foods get left on the table the lighter foods get eaten quickly oh okay so also yeah that's where that neutrality comes in too because because and that's why we can't why the goal is to get to neutral so by exposing that shadow side of yourself you can be neutral and you can go, oh, that dish didn't fly. And it doesn't matter to you. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Creating your judge, like as a person. Yeah. Uh, I was also going to say, I'm, I'm, I'm learning astrology and it, this is a whole new language for me. But when you were saying that, Diane, it, it, that also plays a part too, where, where mm-hmm. like the, the astro- astrological charts are that day, you know, and, right. and that affects everybody as well. And it changes every five minutes i mean it's it's a constant flow so yeah just because one day that's not popular doesn't mean it's not good so that that makes sense absolutely but of course we attach that because again we have that ego attachment to (laughs) if it's not good then it's bad um and and we go to that place and we go to those stories and and again there's the words and the frequency so those thoughts in our head don't go to the Oh, well, <laughs> it oh, didn't well. fly this time because whatever. Yeah. Either A, we go into, we need to come up with all these stories of why it didn't fly. Or we go into self beat up mode about why it didn't fly. Rather Nobody than likes going, me. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it didn't, it didn't fly and that's okay. Like it doesn't matter. And that's where that self love comes in. Loving yeah. both sides. Okay. Because then you I just go, it. Oh, well, it this didn't work. A, this is a great conversation. I love this one. <laughs> Oh, and Sherry says exterior validation. Yes, right. and that that's something too. Which so I, you know what, I can so um, relate to that with uh, you, Tammy. And it's so funny because when I'm cooking sometimes, because I usually get rave reviews too. And when I'm cooking sometimes, my ego will be like, oh my God, this dish is going to be the most amazing and everyone's going to, and then I catch myself and I'm like, or they won't and that's okay. You know, and then the mate goes like, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's catching and it's that awareness piece because yeah. then I know, because at least I know that that's what my ego wants. And so when I don't get that, which I never do when my ego wants it um, or never get it as much as I think my ego, as much as my ego wants it to be, because even if. I maybe get some and people are like, oh, that's good. And I'm still like, well, that wasn't very, <laughs> yeah. I want to do Why these cartwheels and like <laughs> throw a celebration tape or yeah. whatever, right? Yep. Um, it's never enough for our ego. So uh, having that awareness and catching yourself when you're doing it and going, yep, or, and then throwing in the other side of it can kind of help. And that's how I do like a lot of my shadow work, but that's just one I specifically, when I, and I also at that point try to make the conscious change on why I'm doing it. I'm doing it to nourish my family with love. 
And so that changes my energy towards it rather than, um, you know, I want the kudos for it and I want that validation. It's like, I'm doing this because my soul wants to do this and because I love cooking. Um, and so that kind of changes the focus too. It's all kind of, it's never linear, never straightforward. Can I throw in something about shadow work? Absolutely. Okay, so I had a friend message me last night. Um, he had gotten a reading from someone else and wanted some clarification on what she was talking about, what the psychic was talking about. And I'm like, well, first of all, I didn't do the reading. I have no idea what she was talking about. But second of all, um, okay, what's your question? He said, what's shadow work? And you know, that was a really valid question because I don't think it means the same thing to everybody. I think the word shadow scares people mm -hmm. and makes us feel bad that there's something horrible about us that's hidden that we must discover and eradicate. And um, so I just, I wanted to touch on that because, you know, this is about words and how does that word, how does that combination of words, shadow work, hit people? Because to me, it's a very different thing. For me, shadow work is just the parts of myself I'm not aware of. It could be good, bad, or indifferent. I'm just not aware of it. Absolutely. That's a great point. Great point. Because when you said that, Christina, what I thought of is, you know, bad things happen in the dark and shadows. Yeah. Stay, like when you're walking and you stay away from the shadows because there's something there, could be something there that could hurt you in some way. Right. So I can understand. And, and I did, I, I remember a time when I did, I, I was very uh, afraid of doing shadow work for that reason. And then it came to me that that's not really what it means. And, and I think a lot of people need, no, I shouldn't say that. A lot of people's, a lot did of Did you just do it on yourself? I'm just I asking. Did. I did. <laughs> Sorry, I think it's a, I think it's another I think it's another patterning thing, you know, we're um, we're programmed to automatically judge it's either good or bad. Well, mm -hmm. no, why can't it just be? Why can't either side polar opposites just be and know what you're working with? And it's like working with your ego, like you don't you work with your ego, you just don't let it ride the bus or drive the bus. You work with your polar opposites so that you know how to balance yourself, but you don't let that polar opposite drive the bus, but that doesn't mean either one is good or bad. They just are. Yeah. Yeah. You're I agree. Very, yeah. I, I think, um, I know I, I, I agree and I never even thought of, like you said, Diane, you know, well, stay away from the shadows like when we're walking or stuff like that um we definitely have that and i know there's a fear around that and and fear that the shadow work has to be really heavy and dark but to me shadow is anything that anything that we have determined kind of what sherry was saying anything we have determined good puts the opposite as bad and that's part of our shadow and i always say and i believe this that a lot of times there is a um, a lot of gifts come from our shadow um, because there's just this, this, this blah, 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 disowned parts of ourselves, parts of ourselves that aren't bad or good. They're just parts that we have deemed 
bad because they're the opposite of what we deem as good. Um, but they just are what they are. And it's that neutrality and it's, it's being okay with both sides of it because that's how you can get to the not good and bad is by just being, like I said, okay with either. So yeah, I'm a good cook sometimes and sometimes I'm a shit cook and that's okay. I love myself no matter what, because I can be both or sometimes I'm really smart. Sometimes I'm really dumb and that's okay. I love myself because that's who I am. I'm both. I am not one or the other. And, and having that wholeness rather than that diversity or duality is yeah. shadow to me. I, I think that wholeness is what comes in to, to say I'm whole and I don't, I, yeah, I'm whole and it's okay either way. Uh, when we talk about the shadow work, what I get in the picture in my mind is this is the yin yang symbol of light on one side and dark on the other. And when you look at that symbol, there it, it it's not overwritten where dark is bad and light is good. No. And it's it, right. it, it supports each other. You know, the tail of the light goes in, you know, to the are the you know, big part of the dark goes into the tail of the white and vice versa. And it's, and it's holding each other there and it's um, supporting each other and it's balanced. And we oftentimes, the words we use like, you know, shine your light and, and, and everything light is good and everything. So the opposite of that must mean that everything dark or shadowy is bad, just like you just said. And it, it, it's not, it's that there is there there is bad stuff in dark bad stuff is in darkness let's put it that way and shining our light can can illuminate and but the illumination is is for people to allow people to say oh wait what you know why am i attaching to this what is my ego saying to this what is my program so the the light is kind of shining the light on the ideas of maybe there's something important there in the darkness for me. Mm. Jennifer just said, um, we're trained to fear the shadow. We definitely are. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it, it's, it's again, like Sherry said, it's not good and bad. And light and dark is not good and bad. We need both. Um, like a lot of the shamanism cards and stuff like that say, like, we need night, we need that, or we need winter, we need that opposite. And so if for me, it really is coming to that neutrality about it, then it is more than anything else. Um, and there's parts of myself that I have owned, but it still stays in the shadow because like, I, I, I recognize I could be a nasty bitch. Um, <laughs> And I'm okay with that. And if she needs to come out, she can come out. But that's not something that I want all the time because I don't feel good doing it. But I mean, I have that as part of myself. So I've owned that. Um, but it's something that kind of stays in the dark side unless I need to bring her in, unless she needs to come out. And, and so there's that too. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean owning our shadow side means we need to do that all the time. It just means that we're okay with it for me. Anyhow, that's what it means. Well, something that you just said 
<clears throat> we need the we need the darkness we need the winter and what came to me when you said that was in in the winter and and in the darkness is when we we rest and we rejuvenate and we get support through our body and and um you know healing overnight you know we need that rest and so if we can kind of shift our thoughts a little bit saying i need this dark time i need this um like i need this dark time yeah and that's kind of like what i was saying because i'm so intuitive and i can see people's stuff come up right away if i want to i'm pretty sure i could bring someone to their knees because i could push push buttons that are that hit them right in the core and i know i have that but i don't want to use it um or i choose not to use it but i need that part of me to protect myself if i ever you know if someone comes after me or attacks me that part's there to come out and go oh yeah <laughs> yeah i I was going to say awareness. There's an awareness there too. That was an important key factor there. Not ignoring it, not burying it, you know, keeping it down, but there you're aware that it's there. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So um, ladies, how does this work? It's me, Sharon. This oh, is my hey, first time. Hey, on. hey Sharon. <laughs> this is, um, I knew she this is keep first... quiet. I knew it. <laughs> well, the, well, listen, no, no. I had six loads of laundry. I live in a condo complex. So I had to get the six loads of laundry out and brought back to my place. And I've put them all away. I just wanted you to know that I'm proud of myself for putting my laundry away. So there's Yay. that one thing right there. But the best part about this group is I can say fuck all I want. And that's yep. going to make me really happy. Like seriously happy. <laughs> um, you know, as I'm, re as I'm listening to this, Tammy is the one that introduced me to this word shadow work. I had no idea what that was. But I, I believe I've been doing that for many, many years. I step back and I think about what my, my words and how they're coming across. And I'm listening to you guys and I say, oh God, that was really stupid of me to do that. But then I'll turn around and I'll start laughing to myself and I'll say, okay, erase and delete. Erase and delete because, and I'll say it out loud, erase and delete. And my kids are like, what the fuck are you saying? You know, So I'm constantly erase and delete, erase and delete because I feel that works best for me for the past um, you know, several years for me, I'm grateful for everything right now. I'm grateful that I'm standing. I'm grateful that I'm talking. I'm grateful that I'm actually alive because I should have been dead last year. And you know what? I, I knew that I wasn't going to be, but everyone told me this is it. You know, this is this, you're coming to the end. And I'm like, oh, hell to the fucking no, I'm not. No. <laughs> and your words, your words are not going to penetrate my mind. I will not accept these doctors telling me that this is the way you're going to live your life for as long as you can live. And I'm like, no, that's, I'm sorry. That's not me. You can say, and I told, I told my gastroenterologist that I said, listen to me. You can put those words out there, but I'm not absorbing what you just said to me. He goes, what did you say? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm thinking to myself, that's because you're dumber than shit. But anyway, so I said to myself, listen, I'm, I, I don't want to absorb what you're telling me. I'm not accepting what you're telling me because I know my body and I'm going to turn my body around and I'm not going to die and I'm not going to, and I'm not going to suffer anymore. And I'm going to figure this out. So all of that programming, I've been doing shadow work every day, all day, you know, when you're trying to heal yourself and you're trying to, to stop, you know, what was supposed to be inevitable and you, and you beat the odds because you know, in your mind, you're stronger 
than any of that shit that they're talking about. You're stronger. Your body will hear what you want. Your body will respond to your positive outlook. Your body's going to tell you, listen, I, and I sit there and look at myself in the mirror. I love you. I love you today. I love you tomorrow. And whatever happens today, if you put me through the ringer or if, if you, you know, cause me issues, I'm going to learn from those issues. If you're causing me pain, if you're causing me nausea, if you're causing me vomiting, it's okay. Guess what? I'm going to learn from that. I'm going to recover and I'm going to learn from that. And tomorrow it's not going to be that way. Well, I could wake up, you know, I could wake up and tomorrow it could be that way, but I'm going to say the same damn thing every single day that I love myself and I'm going to, and I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. So, you know, the projection of what other people put on us, you know, your parents or, or, or I'm not good enough. Or my mom said, no, you'll never go to college. Well, guess what? She's right. I never went to college because she programmed me to tell me you're never going to go to college. I said, well, you know, trade school's fine with me. So I'm a nutrition consultant. I'm a Western herbalist. And my mom's telling me that I would never go to college. It's like, guess what? I did better than college. I did way better than college. So, you know, and I instill that in my kids, that positive affirmation that Tammy was talking about every day. Every day I sit and listen to positive affirmations and I sing positive. You know what makes me happier? When I hear a positive affirmation, I put a tune with it. I sing it out loud. And of course, you know, you're, you're nuts if you do that. But guess what? It doesn't matter because it works for me. I don't think about what other people think about me. What other people think about me is none of my business. It's just none of my business because they yep. have their Amen. own thoughts. Yep. Amen. Wow. Amen to that. I'm Sharon, I'd like you to be my new best friend. Yeah, I was going to say, I love you. I knew you guys would love Listen her. to me, I girls. <laughs> listen, listen. When your body, when your body is literally killing you and you stand there in the mirror and say, dear God in heaven and earth universe, how do we stop this? My stomach doesn't work. I had feeding tubes. I had three nasal feeding tubes. I had a jejunum feeding tube. And the feeding tube that I just removed on Halloween was doing more harm inside and, and filling my body with battery acid bile. And it was just torturing me. And like I told Tammy, I said, Tammy, I got to get this damn thing out. And she's like, well, hurry up. Just just do it. What, like, what are you waiting for? I'm like, oh, you know, doctors and appointments. And But we got it out. And I have to keep myself alive. I'm eating baby food, pureed food, um, sweet potatoes, mashed potatoes. Um, so basically when you eat, um, within 30 minutes, your food starts to leave your body. Well, when I eat, it's called a gastric emptying test. When I eat, um, I had to stand there in front of the machine at the top of every hour for four hours because they're tracking the food of the radioactive liquid that I had to eat, right? So I'm standing there at the end of four. Well, I, and I was crying the whole entire for four hours because I was in excruciating pain because they made me eat. And he said, if you throw up, this test is over. And I sat there and literally, I know this sounds terrible and I hope you're not eating breakfast. I literally had to stop myself from vomiting and keep it in because then I would have waited another three or four months for that same test. Because it's a four hour test, you can, they can only do two in a day. So there's only three offices in the Valley here in Arizona that does that test. So I'm like, oh my heavens. So anyway, long story, after four hours, I still had 39% of two eggs and two pieces of toast still stuck in my stomach. 
this is my new life because a surgeon did this to me. He damaged me. He ruined my celiac trunk. And so my vagus nerve and my celiac trunk, your autonomic nervous system, mine's fucked. My autonomic nervous system is fucked. So my nerves are firing when they're not supposed to. My stomach is making me throw up when it's not supposed to. I have what's called dumping syndrome. I could eat and then be in the toilet for, you know, never moving out of the bathroom for hours, depending on what happens to my body. So every day is a different day for me. This is why I do a lot of my work online and I'm a dog sitter. I go to people's houses. I take care of their dogs. They give me unconditional love. No matter <laughs> if I'm crying, if I'm shitting on the toilet or if I'm throwing up, it doesn't matter. I'm with the dogs. I'm taking good care of them. And it's a job for me that I can make money. You know what I did? I put it out in the universe. I did that part-time. I put it out in the universe. I said, you know what? I'm doing this full-time universe. We're going to do this. I am booked all the way till May right now. I am booked <laughs> until May. I can't take any more jobs. And I say to the universe, universe, I got all the jobs you want. Just keep bringing them in, bringing them in, bringing them in. I mean, I like I say, I'm booked till May and I've got like half the, uh, the rest of the year covered. I'm, I'm booked at Christmas, guys. I'm booked for Christmas and we're not even in March yet. So the universe listens to every single word you say, and you have got to look at yourself. And it always starts with unconditional love of you and how you feel in your body, because you can sit there and say, oh, I love myself. I love myself. But no, you have to really own it. You have mm. to show you have to show. Words are just fucking lip service. That's we don't want lip service. <laughs> just say things, yeah. Unless you really own it and feel it and put your intention into it. Yeah. See, the problem is, I, yeah. Tammy and I do this all the time. Tammy and I do this all the time. Tammy, oh my god, I can't believe I did that stupid shit. And she's like, I know, me too. But but we don't. But we joke back and forth. And I and I, when I'm done with that conversation, I'm like, universe, we were joking. Don't don't fuck me up now because we were just joking around. And I'll say that. <laughs> I will say that. Well, and I think that that's getting better. Sharon, you just summed up the whole hour beautifully. And I know. Thank I you for sharing it. And it's like, man, she just needed to go and then, okay, we're wrapped up. But one thing I want to I add is, is, the, is the owning part and the um, um, getting it, let's see, owning part, I think it is, that I want to. Yeah get into because that's what I felt the other day when I caught myself and that's the physical shift I felt inside of me is okay I was giving it lip service thinking that that was enough but I felt the owning part I felt the integration yeah and I think the, and and I know that's the difference right there you yeah. can give it all the lip service you want well and the thing is and the thing is, I'm not perfect, but the, the, here's the deal. When you have no fucking choice, you have no fucking choice. You are either going to live or you're going to die. Now you make up your fucking mind. That's how it goes. <laughs> so when you're thrown, when you're thrown that in your face and, and you know, fear pushes people to move forward. Why do we wait till fear? Why do we wait to be fearful? Why don't we just pick up our own asses and do because we're lazy? We think that we could just get by. Why do you just want to get by? Well, that's Who the old wants programming to just, too. Exactly. That's the old programming too. Yeah. That's from my parents. That is yes. absolutely the conditioning. Mm -hmm. yes. mm -hmm. Oh yeah, we've had our fear conversations for sure. 
But, and I think I echo what Diane says, it's the awareness and being conscious of it. So, you know, when you're joking around with your friend and say, oh, that was, you know, whatever, everyone's stupid, that's you consciously doing it. Whereas if there's ties to it, like with what I was saying, and with what I was saying about, you know, I can't believe that that happened. Um, there's ties to it. There's, there's emotion behind it because there's beliefs within me that are still not deprogrammed yet. That's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem in our parents, you know, or our families or our, our, you know, our abusive spouses or whatever telling me that I was not good enough for anything. And I just kept saying to myself, even when he would say that, I'd walk away and I'd go, fuck you. I am good enough. Fuck you. I am good enough. And I would say that to myself. I'm like, and I would say to myself, I'm not owning your shit anymore. I'm not owning what you tell me. I'm not owning any of it. And eventually, of course, we divorced and everything. But you know what? It's, it's the fact of don't own what other people think of you. Don't own what other people, how other people judge you. Don't own any of it. There's no so, reason to. It's not just about our words. It's about not owning other people's words or thoughts for us mm -hmm. either. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we own yep. the ones and that's what they do. That's like we were talking about with the disowned parts of ourselves. We own it because we either are running from it or because we own it because that's what we think of ourselves deep down. And so it's having both sides and being okay with that and being whole within that. Can, can the person putting their pots away mute themselves? Because I can't hear the discussion. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I, to me, like it just all comes back to that wholeness and awareness and, and doing things consciously, choosing our words wisely. And it's not that we need to be afraid of our words. We just need to be aware of our words. Um, and mm. lots of times the words that come out of us are these conditioned programs, these, you know, the shadow parts, the parts we're running from or the parts that we disown or um, the parts that we really align with and that are not self-serving, they're self-sabotaging. And so when we have awareness, and I love that you said integration, Diane, um, because that's it. It's that we can change the words, but if we're not ready to accept it, so, you know, if you do have a belief deep down that you're stupid and you keep going, duh, I'm so stupid, I'm so stupid. And then you catch yourself and you go, no, I'm not, I'm smart. But if you're not going to own that part of yourself too, then that's where the integration piece comes in. And that's mm -hmm. where affirmations come in too, because we start saying the positive things, but until we can truly integrate it and feel it, um, and that's what I've been going through with like my body stuff. And, and I remember there are certain times like very foundational times where I've said, you know, wow, I do love my body. And then I feel it. And there's this, like you said, Diane, this kind of reverberation through you. That's like, yeah. And it's not all the time because I'm still working with that, but, um, but it's definitely better than it is. And that's the joy of the integration piece. Right. I would like to add something into this too, and that's that even when I can't love my body, I can appreciate my body because my body many times has decided it didn't want to be here and I kind of made it stay. So, mm. you know, even if I don't love my body with all of the scars and all of the, the pain attached to those scars, I can still appreciate my body because it has survived things I would, like Sharon, been told, you're not going to get through this. 
Right. There, there's no way your body is going to survive this. And um, yeah, I know I, for me, it wasn't even so much. I got angry with whoever was telling me that for me, it was a matter of, all right, I surrender. What's in my highest good. What, what does my higher power, what do my guides want for me? And in that surrender, I was able to find the strength to keep moving forward and um, find reasons not to give in, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. So for me, even when I don't love my body, because, you know, with all of the scarring and stuff I have, I am never going to look like I did before. There's yeah. no way None I'm ever going to have a flat stomach again. There's no way I'm ever going to get back to modeling again. It just isn't going to happen. So I have had to come to terms with loving my body for its strength. And, and I think that is that awareness piece for me. That we like have. you're doing it consciously and you're doing it from awareness. Right. I was thinking gratitude for the vessel that carries our our spirit, our soul, or whatever you yeah. yeah. Having that and gratitude is what's the most important thing. I agree. Yep. I was gonna say too, is I'm thankful for the years that my body has been in service to me. And through mm -hmm. those years, things change. And I and no one else is going to, my body is not going to look the same as it did in my 20s. Never. No. There's, it should. There's, That's not the way it's designed. Well, who right. knows? Who knows with ascension? Let's not say never because who well, knows with ascension? I, right. And I was just going to say, you know, there is this, you know, thought process fountain of youth. And I don't discount that at all. But for where, for, for the place that we have been through, and the things that we are, you know, are our reality at this moment, um, our body isn't the same as it was. Our, our spirit isn't the same. I mean, I shouldn't say our spirit isn't the same. How we view things, our, our consciousness is not the same. If you look, I, am, I imagine if, you, if somebody had tested a brain in my 20s, and tested my brain now, it would not look the same because there's been so much consciousness added to it. Yeah. I, you know, so it's going to look different. I, I'd like it, to point out too, like there's people that are in their 60s and 70s and 80s that look like them, they're, they're in their 30s. Like, I don't know, Christy Brinkley came to mind. And, but you know, those people, they have other shit <laughs> just because they have a beautiful vessel. <laughs> Absolutely. We do not want their problems, you know? Yeah. And that comes back to, we all have our lessons to learn. Cause I know Diane and I were talking about this one day too, with abundance. And there's some people who have no problems with abundance and it's like, cause that's not their lesson in this lifetime or that's not their struggle, but you can guarantee that there's something else and, and that's okay. Um, that's, you know, not their key lesson this time. So her, Christy Brinkley or whoever you just said, um, that's not her key soul lesson this time. Maybe it is, who knows what it is, right? Because um, we never know what people are really going through. But everyone has to learn all the lessons. They just don't have to do it in the same time. Um, and we come to our lifetimes, I believe, with some key stuff that we need to learn and, and our bodies and our, 
experiences show up, our destiny, our plan, whatever you want to call it, show up to teach us those lessons, however that looks. And I can see that for myself. Like I know, I know why I, why I chose my mother. I know why I chose the family I chose. I know why I, I can see that. I understand that. Um, because those are the lessons that I obviously needed to learn. And mine is unconditional self-love this time. Um, and so, and I can see how that has my whole life. If I look back, I can see how everything I chose along that path has been to bring me to the point that I can love myself unconditionally. Boom. Isn't that, I mean, loving yourself unconditionally, it, it, isn't that what we're talking about through this whole thing? That's what it's all yeah. about. That's right. what it's all about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to me, that is that wholeness. <clears throat> and that's, that's the unconditional part is the getting rid of all the conditions that we have on that, which is that shadow work, which is bringing all that stuff to the light right. and being okay with it. Good, mm -hmm. bad, or indifferent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. And I'm working... No, that's okay. I think maybe... Over and over and over again. It does not have to be good or bad. We, right. don't, we don't need to categorize it as good or bad. It, yep. And... I don't know about you. I'm talking about me. I do that. This is good. This is bad. This is good. This is bad. This could go either way. Let's see what happens. <laughs> but, but I think as a, as a whole, as this, as this being, when we have unconditional love for ourselves then the labels fall away and the good and the bad labels start to fall away too. We accept whatever it is and we love ourselves. Yeah. Whatever it is. And I think because like as Sherry says too, and I absolutely agree. And I think that we're moving to that because we are moving out of the duality um, of our world. I think we're moving to that more neutral place, but I think we just, that's how we cognitively think, you know, um, it's just a way of saying it. And that's why I say it always comes back to the neutral, um, and, and being okay with it being good or bad, you know, whatever we label it as. Um, and I think, like I said, I think when you're aware, um, it's different than when you're unaware, you know, like saying that's bad or that's good. But when you're aware, you can go, you know, I had a bad day, but I'm neutral about it. Or I had a good day and I'm neutral about it. Um, mm. Do you know what I mean? And I think we yeah, use the words I, I because do. that's the only way we can use the words in our, in our world right now. Um, but and I, I think, think that that's, a, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, but I think it's, it's about being neutral about it. Well, and, and we've all, I think, experienced at one time or another, um, you're talking about that's how we communicate in this world where we are. Mm -hmm. Most of us have at some point 
um, difficulty communicating what's happening because the current language system does not support what we're trying to say. And so we fall back on the ways that we have learned and there is a good and bad. And I'm not saying that there's not bad in this world. There's definitely bad in this world, but I'm talking about in a personal sense about how I relate to myself. And that's what I'm talking about. Um, but I, th I think that you touched on it, Tara, is that we, we do at this point have certain words that we'd still need to use. Um, and depending on what the situation is, whether we use the words, you know, or not, or change the words or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> In the famous words of Diane, words come to me. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I think, and I think we'll see changes with that too. But um, again, it's it's what we kind of all talked about today. It's that neutrality. It's that um, awareness. It's that removing of the conditions so that it is unconditional. Right, it, removing the conditions. Yeah, and 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 to start to change those those paradigms, those connections, those like in my instance, when I, you know, the experience I had when I started the discussion with about the computer is that um, the, you know, to, to be aware and to say to myself, that's not really what I believe. And let's change this. So, so I am using more of the words I believe, I think it, well, and I think you said it beautifully when you first started out, is that it wasn't in alignment anymore. That right. story's not in alignment with you anymore. Or right. you're choosing to not make it alignment with you. Or you're choosing not to align with that anymore. That's it. That's the words. Those are the words I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that that is, again, that's that awareness piece. And, and it's being able to... Um, be aware of which is again why i chose the choose your words wisely not that you should be scared of the words that you say but they can definitely clue you into what's actually going on right yeah so i don't know anyone else want to add anything or are we kind of at our conclusion um, I would like to add something, actually. Um, part Go for of it. The, part of the just saying I'm not going to believe that, I'm not going to believe that, is also choosing what do I believe. Mm -hmm. the, the changing the paradigm isn't just about saying that doesn't work for me anymore. It's about replacing what doesn't work for you anymore or what doesn't work for me anymore because I can only speak for me. Um, if the the universe does not like a void it will fill it with something if we don't consciously choose to fill it with something we choose oh um, boom mm -hmm. for the replay there's a boom <laughs> um yeah. put that on t-shirt <laughs> and i just that just made me think so thank you christina because i really struggle 
kind of like Tammy was with the, you know, affirmations and things um, and how we're not creating things if we just say it once or whatever. Um, when it says about co-creating our life, but that just clarified it a lot for me. So thank you for that. So thank you for adding that in. I think that's an important addition. Thanks, Christina. You're welcome. Yeah, that just occurred to me because a lot of times like I'll clear stuff out and it took me years to figure out, well, all this stuff just keeps coming back and it keeps coming back and it keeps coming back because I didn't replace it with anything. Mm. Mm. He didn't put out what you wanted. Right. Exactly. So I left a void. Well, what's going to come into the void? Something familiar. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you know how to handle familiar. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know how to fight that fight. I've been doing it for years. I can fight that fight all day long, but I don't want to fight anymore. And right. actually, that's part of the reason I didn't start speaking right away is because I just don't have the strength to fight for space today. <laughs> I, just, I just don't have it in me today. Well, I'm still tired. And yeah. And today was, was, there was a lot of, there, there wasn't a lot of space to jump into. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I just, um, and I I know that just, I I wasn't resentful about it or anything. I just went, "Eh, somebody else will say it. (laughs) And pretty much everybody else said it. So I didn't need to, but yeah, sometimes, and sometimes that's part of self-care too, is just knowing when you just don't have the energy to do it. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And that's part of, and that brings me back. And what came up in my mind is that's what tribe is about. Yeah. It's somebody else's, it's, it's my turn to kind of sit back and let somebody else do that. Right. And they, they, they are um, willing and able and capable. And um, I don't have to always, um, be doing right somebody else will support yeah let somebody else do it it's their turn yeah (laughs) yeah i'm just gonna rest a little bit (laughs) i'm still recovering from that 17 hour drive that's a big drive yeah so i'm I'm letting my body recover that's another part of self-love too is knowing when it's time for me to let my body just rest and be okay with it. Even if I have work to do, I don't have to do all of it at breakneck speed. I can just relax and let it happen as it happens. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's that shift, right? There's that understanding and acknowledgement and integration that you right. don't have to do it all at breakneck speed. Yeah. You know, you can rest and it's okay. That was huge for me. I didn't do well with that for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that Tammy, was huge lesson. Tammy's back, I see. I was going to say Tammy was gone, but Tammy, I, I remember one time Tammy saying, how do you rest? And I just cracked up because it it hit me that, it, you know, it's not obvious for some people and some people aren't used to doing it. Right. And it's mm-hmm. huge. You know, when I was younger, I used to consider myself lazy. Um, And I've been trying to figure out why all of a sudden I have to like do 50 things at one time. I think working in retail, um, I learned how to be efficient with my time 
So like, I know I can do this while I'm doing that. Or, you know, I, I feel like yeah. I have to be more productive, but like when I was younger, I, I was pretty lazy. Um, so I guess that shift in maturity and learning things, you know, so now I'm not sure how to just sit down and relax. Now I feel like I have to be crocheting something or doing something to be productive. Right. Well, we can, I mean, we have gone into this for over an hour, but oh yeah, I know. It's resting <laughs> does not, does not mean not productive. All right. Oh, I know that. Yeah, I know yeah. that. But that's how I feel. It's just, it's, it, it was an interesting shift recently that I thought, you know, I did. I used to be lazy, but now I feel like I can't stop. So how, now I like, don't know how to rest. I do. Right. So uh, to me, that's that pendulum swing, right? Mm. So you went from one side to the other yeah. side and now you just have to get the, the, the pendulum in the middle. Yep. <laughs> yep. Balance. Balance. <laughs> Find that harmony between. Harmony. I like that and word. Like yeah, harmony. I and love that word. That's that a nice word. word. Brings me warm fuzzies, but maybe that's a word that I can use. I am in harmony with my electronics. There you go. <laughs> Ooh, that's I'm laughing in. with you. I'm laughing with you because I have the same issues with electronics. Yeah, but when I just <laughs> said that, my gut just went ooh. Yep. I'm in harmony with my electronics. Yeah. I, I actually that... asked for an electronics spirit guide ah, <laughs> to, oh, to help me specifically with electronics because it has been such a struggle for me that I, I literally asked for a spirit guide to help me with electronics. Huh. There you go, Diane. Yeah. yeah. Didn't even <laughs> think about that. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what made me think about that, but I thought, well, their job is to help us here on Earth. What's more earthbound than electronics at this point in our lives? Oh, yeah. And, and this, yeah. The electronics is what we're dealing with now, but they are not. Let's see. Never mind. I don't want to even go there. Never mind. I don't know. I'm in harmony. Yeah. I'm in harmony with my electronics. There you go. For some reason, Metatron go. keeps coming to my mind. I don't, I don't yeah. know why or if that means anything to anybody. That's one of my guides. Yeah. Well, big. He term. sounds like he sounds like he'd be good at electronics. I think it's the name. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Isn't Metatron an archangel? Yes, he is. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Not that the archangel can't be good electronics, they can do anything they want. Exactly, to. yeah. So maybe that's his uh, forte. <laughs> Elect electricity mm -hmm. or electric, you know, the electrons or something. Maybe. Hmm. Okay, I feel like we should close it off just because um yeah, because we're so we're on the verge of starting like a new conversation. Oh man, we are so <laughs> on the verge. I know, right? Shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> um, just kidding. I mean, we keep going, but then we're going to do a second podcast on this one because this one's long enough and we're going, we're going on a different topic, but I want to give one last minute, um, for anybody who wants to add anything, uh, to the conversation about watch your words, um, or choose your words wisely. Yeah. And I took out the watch your words. So choose your words wisely. Um, anyone want to add anything? And slide. You asked if I wanted to add anything, and I hiccuped, so I guess not. <laughs> yeah, so there we go. Um, 
if we want to, we can keep the room open. The replay will still, because I can't shut the replay off, um, will still be available on Clubhouse, but we can still talk. But that will be the end of the podcast. Unless something good starts, and then we'll start a new podcast. All good. That I will got stop us. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. I think Great I'm done. Thank you all.